Hey there, dog people of the internet. It's Sarah Stremming, the Cog Dog Coach, and this is Cog Dog Radio. Join me as I cover behavior concepts, discuss training ideas, interview experts, and explore my cases, all regarding the dogs we live and play with. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. If you're listening to this on its release date, then you're listening to it on my birthday, January 2nd, of the year 2024. We just left 2023 behind, and I don't know about you, but I've already been inundated with advertisements and just all sorts of media with one big theme. Ways to change myself, ways to change my body, ways to change my mind, ways to change my habits, and I am frankly sick of it. Behavior change, which happens to be the business that I am in, is inherently invasive. Even if the techniques that you rely on are based in positive reinforcement and have a mind for wellness in regards to those whose behaviors you are trying to change, changing the way that anyone behaves is an invasive matter. The reason that's true is because everyone behaves for a reason. There's a function behind all behavior. Sometimes there are antecedents that you can't hope to be aware of at play, and sometimes the consequences are vast and multi-layered. And so even when you are doing your best, you must pay attention to the fact that behavior does not disappear. It flows elsewhere, and it can alter but that original function must be met and those original antecedents must be respected. Don't forget this when it comes to yourself. If I'm behind in my dog sport goals and I consider that some some sort of moral failing, rather than considering the circumstances and the reinforcers at play for myself, that I'm unlikely to change it. A dog example is my Icelandic sheepdog, Rhea. Looked like she didn't know really how to do weave poles last year. I debuted her in agility. She got her novice titles fairly easily in AKC, but in AKC there are only six weave poles and you are allowed faults. Once that was done, I threw in the towel. I stopped entering classes that had weave poles and we had our last event for the year in May and my summer project was to teach her about her weave pole performance. And for the entire summer, I fumbled through this process and I trained with Megan Foster uh, of FX Agility and she and I were both just kind of puzzled. We tried a lot of different things. And lo and behold, the second the temperatures dropped, 
Rhea showed us that she actually knew how to weave the entire time. And let me tell you, she wasn't refusing weave pulls. She wasn't excessively panting. She wasn't seeking shade or water. And she was opting into work. But she was doing the weave pulls wrong at least 50% of the time. And the first day that the temperatures dropped down into the 60s and we had some overcast weather, which by the way, is a relief to me too. I'm extremely sensitive to keeping my dogs cool because I have some health problems that make the sun and the heat really just unsustainable for me. And so on that first day, she showed up, she did the weave pulls, she did them enthusiastically, and she did them correct. Fast forward into our present season, she has been out in a total of six runs with weave poles, with sets of 12 poles, and she is 100% on all of those six runs. And so the problematic antecedent is that I was asking her to do that when she thought it was simply too hot to be asked to do that. And if you're thinking that I'm a fool and I'm an idiot and obviously I couldn't tell the dog was too hot, I really would like to push you back because she was doing everything else. I was not asking for much. We were meeting early in the morning and I was being extremely mindful of her temperatures. And this just goes to show you that you don't get to decide that you know what's going on. I did not believe that this was a heat problem. And I am like the first person to think it's a heat problem because I'm usually having a heat problem. But it appears to have been quite simply a heat problem. And note to self, I'm simply not gonna ask her to do hard things or learn new stuff in the summertime anymore. For myself, I haven't achieved much in the way of dog sports in the last two years. And it's not for lack of trying. Dog sports are my refuge, my solace. I love training my dogs for sports. It is something that I hope to continue to do for the rest of my life. But between my health not being very good and my personal life being frankly in shambles, I'm giving myself a pass on this one. And giving myself a pass is not something I'm used to and not something I like doing. But the fact remains that if you can't get out of bed, you can't go win the dog show. And just feeding yourself and taking a shower might be the only trophy in store for you. It's been hard for me to accept and appreciate those kinds of trophies. But it's something I'm working on. And I hope that you can think about those unofficial trophies for you and your dogs as well. So here's to a new year. Here's to recognizing and appreciating unofficial trophies. And here's to recognizing that your best might not look like what it looked like last year or the year before that, but it's still your best today and it's still worth celebrating. And let's start this year off right with some Patreon questions. 
The first one comes from Kendra. Kendra writes, my six and a half month old border collie refuses to pee anywhere but our backyard. When she doesn't have access to that, she will regularly hold it for 24 hours or more and given the opportunity will have accidents inside instead of peeing outside. I've been rewarding her when she does go elsewhere and attempting to teach a go potty cue. So my question is, what are the possible reasons behind this behavior? I've had her since she was eight weeks old and there was nothing obvious that caused this aversion. She didn't like peeing on leash as a puppy, but is fine going on leash in the backyard now. I haven't been able to test whether she'll go in other places if she's off leash. So hi, Kendra. First of all, little insight. I have Kendra's sister. So Kendra has a puppy that is related to mine. And because of that, I actually have special insight here because Carson was extremely difficult in this regard as well. I mean, Kendra, I called colleagues on this one. I reached for help. She was tough. And a big part of why she was tough is exactly what you're describing. She was way too particular about where she thought it was acceptable to urinate except for she didn't find it unacceptable to pee in my house so she would rather just pee inside than take the time to pee outside and I at least with my puppy believe that it was all about being way too environmentally interested so I could label that anyway. I could say she was distracted. I could say she was concerned. But genuinely, we had such a hard time because she had way too much to do, way too much going on when she was outside. And since I got Carson, I've not had a fenced yard myself. And if I did have a fenced yard, I would probably be in the same boat that you're in, which is her having decided that the best place to urinate is just in that fenced yard and not any other places because she can certainly hold it um, if there's plenty of other stuff to do out and around. So I'm going to go through what I did with her and I hope that it helps you. And I hope certainly that it helps other folks listening. So here we go. The first thing that probably worked in my favor is that I was on the road with her for the first few weeks that I had her. And so she was either going to pee next to me on leash in a novel place or she was going to pee inside. She didn't really want to pee inside, but I did put potty pads down because our breeder used them and gave her that option when I was in hotel rooms. One of our trips when I first had her was a dog show that I went to kind of very quickly after I got home from picking her up and she did not pee on that trip except for on the pee pads inside the hotel room. And the reason I think this is okay is because it isn't sustainable. And of course, I was a little worried that she would get attached to it and that's what she would wanna do. But she did mature out of thinking that that was an acceptable thing to do because she is a normal border collie and she is quite clean and does not want her urine to be kind of close to her. But as far as the rest of that kind of trip, man, I spent a lot of time just standing with her on leash and waiting for her to go. And one thing that really helped was having my adult dog there who I knew would pee reliably and then she would mimic her. So that was kind of one of the best moves. However, these are all tips for like the nine, 10 week old. And we're not, not there anymore. These puppies are actually at the time of this recording, seven months of age. 
And so a couple of things I think you should do, Kendra. First of all, I think you should lean on and utilize times that she is likely to have a full bladder and take her in gradually more novel places to relieve that bladder and preferably take another one of your dogs and ask them to pee first. So take one of your other dogs and this puppy on a leash out into say the front yard. Have the other dog pee, your puppy pees, and then instead of food after that, I would go do something super fun, like go in the backyard and run around with toys or even go on a walk around the neighborhood. I think that these puppies really want action, which tracks with a lot of dogs of their type. And so reinforcing that choice to relieve herself with action is a smart thing. Another way that I've reinforced kind of quickly peeing as soon as we go outside, even if it's not just your backyard, would be to actually do something that is different from what I just said, which is go get the other dogs as soon as she does pee, if that's something that she's interested in. So if she's less likely to pee because you've got another dog, don't get the other dogs out until she does and try to start in areas that she can actually pee in. This will be slower going for you and a little bit harder for you because they are a little bit older, but following up peeing with really fun stuff and not allowing access to that fun stuff until the pee has happened is gonna be your ticket. Because you're starting in a she will hold it for 24 hours place, you have to kind of start at home and build upon it rather than just suddenly expecting that she will pee when you get to agility class. When she's having some success going in kind of novel places in your neighborhood, I would try something like agility class. And again, I would bank on her being likely to have a full bladder. So I would not allow her to pee in your backyard before you drive her to class. And I would get there with plenty of time and I would stand outside and wait for her. Now, don't do this unless you're pretty sure it's gonna happen for you because I don't want you to take her into class if she doesn't do it. I want you to skip class if she doesn't do it. And that can hurt the human. So, but that is what I want you to do. If you get there with plenty of time, you could get her out. You could try the other dog trick. If you want to take one of your other dogs around, she's not doing it. She's not doing it. Go ahead and put her back in the car and try again a second later before you take her in. You essentially want to attach. You want to create the chain of we don't do anything fun until you pee. Then we're going to do your fun stuff. When I first got Carson, she was pretty worried about moving vehicles and we worked really hard on it and she got a lot better. But recently around six months, she has decided that moving vehicles are scary again. So if we are near a road or a parking lot, even if the cars are not moving very fast, she's going to have a hard time with this behavior. And when we were in puppy school, she also held it for kind of an uncomfortably long amount of time because there was just too much to look at and there were cars in the parking lot. So there's no possible way that she was going to pee. And then when we were inside, she was doing fun puppy class stuff. So why would she take the time to relieve herself? And the older they get, the more bladder control they have and the less leverage you have, which is why this is going to be slower going for you now than it would have been um, if you had done kind of the same protocol around 10 weeks, which is not me saying you should have done this before. It's just me saying, in case anybody else is listening, if you've got a puppy that only pees in the backyard and they're young, handle it now. It's not going to get better on its own. Um, or it might, but let's not count on it. You mentioned that 
the leash might be a primary issue. It could be part of it. It's probably everything altogether. And so if you can get kind of a super thin paracord type line or something, because you mentioned that you don't take her off leash other places, that is something that you could potentially try. You could also try a flexi because it doesn't drag on the ground. I, there's lots of different things that you can try in that regard. Of course, I do recommend getting them out off leash. So if you can check out maybe some sniff spots or something like that, so that you can practice this contingency of show up, pee in a novel environment, and then all the fun starts, that's another good idea. Kendra, I loved answering this question because I love Carson and she has given me a few challenges and this was one of them and I really, really hope this helps you. So please reach back out to me if you give this a go for a couple of weeks and it's still not working. And that'll be it for the first podcast of 2024. Thank you so much for listening, whether this is your first podcast or whether you've been with us the entire time. Onward into this new year and whatever challenges it may bring, don't forget about those unofficial trophies. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll rate, review, and subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. And don't forget to join Patreon at patreon.com slash cogdogradio. And if you're interested in more content like the stuff you heard here, I hope you'll check out my online courses, my membership, and all of my offerings at my website, sarahstremming.com. See you there.